superhuman disciples. Here we go. Look, it's that time of year, right? Goals were made, resolutions were made, and it's the fourth day of the year and people are already failing. That's typical of somebody in the world, okay? And that's why people don't like goals and resolutions is they know they're not going to keep them. They know their friends and family aren't going to keep them. So why are we even talking about it? And that's how you stop making goals and stop making resolutions and end up just settling for a mundane existence. But here's the deal. As Christians, as disciples and superhuman disciples, that isn't a luxury we can afford to just say, eh, we're going to fail, so we just won't make goals. We just won't make resolutions. No. Instead, what we do is we make them around Him instead. And then we make it where we will not allow ourselves to fail. Because if you could allow yourself to just fail him and just cop out behind that, you're not a Christian, much less a disciple or a superhuman disciple. So today, here's the goal. Superhuman disciples, let's put some gas on the fire that's already there. For disciples, let's light that fire up, okay? And Christians, it's time to step your game up. Step your game up. Really, though, I'm serious. Christian body in America, it's time to step your game up. If you need some reasons why, we'll give you a few today. But this is the reason why our country is hitting the toilet in so many ways. God has fallen on the priority list. We are run by people who chase money and lowercase p power instead of Christians who have the only uppercase p real power that exists and yet we take him for granted. What? No. That's crazy and almost unbelievable to me. Romans 8, 18 through 21. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. Boom. That is powerful scripture right there. That is powerful piece of the word of God right there. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. And when you are, are you one of those little black cats that explodes real quick and are done? Your little black jack? Or something that is a blazing fire that once it was set in you, it was not put out? Because to me, when I read, the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. And I look at the Christian these days in America, I don't see any of that excitement for them to be revealed. And that's because we don't have real goals and real aspirations and things as Christians. We find a way through C student teachers of his word and false teachers of his word to fall victim to this mundane existence when as Christians, this is how powerful that it truly is. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Tell your faces out there because it looks like to me the present sufferings is what has your focus. And not God, our Father in heaven, Jesus, his Son, and his Holy Spirit. Because if that was our focus, there would be fruits of the Spirit involved with us. There would be power, there would be love, there would be a sound mind, and so many other things that he promises us. I personally do not believe God to be a liar. I know him. I love him. And I trust him and believe him. And so I want him to guide every step in my life. 
So what is a goal for 2022 that I will not fail? Getting to know him more so that I can love him more so I can blaze with his light and not my own. And if I can accomplish that alone, the rest will come with it. Because I have to always look to John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. I don't just wear it under my eyes at football games or put it as a refrigerator magnet or forget the weight of what that means. I have to always wrestle and try to understand the weight that should carry. Instead of reading it as, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, and in return we give him one hour a week as Christians. If we're decent Christians, we give him one hour a week. How is that even? It's never going to be even, and we know that, but what a cop-out to just sit behind that. That he gave his one and only son, surely we can give him more than one hour a week. Christians, right? Disciples, you should give him way more than one hour a week. Because if you're his disciple, it's you love him and you'll follow his commands, and that'll keep you busy in your week. But superhuman disciples, this is a non-negotiable. That when our eyes open in the morning until they close at night, it's about doing his work. It's about being connected to the vine. It's about learning more about him, loving him more all the time, digging into his word. Seeking wisdom relentlessly, understanding what meekness truly is, which is strength and power under control. And the only way that happens is by going and getting some power, and he'll put you under his control. Where does his power lie? In his presence and in his word. And if those are our goals and those are our resolutions, we'll look like Christians, we'll look like disciples, we'll look like superhuman disciples in 2022. But it starts right here, right now, at the kickoff. 2 Thessalonians 1.9, they will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. Listen, fire and brimstone, sure, it's not the way that we should preach it. But from time to time, you should be working out your salvation with fear and trembling. And for those of us who know God a little and love God even a little bit, okay, and for those of us that love him a lot, there's nothing worse than being shut out from his presence. And then to think about what that would mean to be shut out from his presence for eternity is unthinkable, unimaginable, unfathomable. I don't want to. And so sometimes this just keeps me in check to think, could you imagine being shut out from his presence? Those of you that don't know him very well, maybe that wouldn't mean anything to you. Those that are getting to know him more, you're starting to understand the fear of the Lord being the beginning of wisdom should have been the thing that clicked that in. But for superhuman disciples, this is the fear. Not, a co not of COVID, not of any other agenda that's being pushed these days, not for our country hitting the toilet like it is. No, being separated from God is our worst fear. And that fear is of him and the beginning of wisdom and it furthers the wisdom and everything else. So if we make our resolutions right and our goals right around making sure that that doesn't happen, won't we be better as a Christian body? Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? 
Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Again, these are the fears that should drive us in this world, not the ones that we allow. These are the fears. To get to the gate, I'm going to enter heaven or not. And the answer from Jesus is he never knew me. Again, one of my worst fears. Those evaporate and extinguish all other fears from me when I think of these, of what that would be like. But I do know him and I do love him. So I know that will not be the answer. I don't give him one hour a week. My eyes open and I try all day, every day to be connected to the vine, two feet in the kingdom, hate this world and where it's going, feel like a stranger in it. These are the things that superhuman disciples feel. These are the things disciples should feel. These are the things Christians should feel, all of us. But with high goals in his kingdom, that we, the more we get to know him and the more we get to love him, the more we see what we're really fueled on as spirit and not as humanness. We are born of spirit now. So important to understand. We are fueled by different desires now. Our spirit knows of things our humanness could only imagine. And once you get a taste of that, it's the spring of living water that you want rushing up through you and to touch other people and for them to understand what that means and to just continue that on, go make disciples of the nations, is becoming that spring of living water where you are so excited in the presence of other people, especially in times like these, that they don't understand why or how. And then you get to show them. That's true evangelism, that they have to ask you how you feel the way you do in these times, how you were excited as you are in these times. And the only way you could have gotten there is to have some goals and some resolutions around him and achieved it. We all should be questing to get to know him more and get to love him more and get to understand him more and be seeking wisdom relentlessly. Of course we should. It's a treasure map that leads to abundance and fulfillment in his word. And people look at it like a rule book, right? They look at it like, oh, my life's gonna be so much worse if I submit it to him and I quest for him every day that I'm missing out on this and this and this. How are those things serving you anyways? Do you ever stop and think about that? How are those things serving you anyways? And if you had all the money in the world, you could see what you'd be doing. You'd be trying to go to Mars. Nobody's satisfied when it comes to the amount of money in their bank account. Nobody's fulfilled or feeling abundance with that. So why would that be your quest? You can't serve two masters, and that's a future episode. But really, if your New Year's resolutions and your goals are around that, then aren't you trying to serve two masters? Yes. You make them about him instead. Kick off your year about him instead. And watch yourself build that relationship with God that leads to abundance, fulfillment, power, love, sound mind, fruits and gifts of the Spirit, so many different things. Your life then becomes all about him, and that is a more powerful life than when it was more about you. Think about that. How many people are really that good when they're in charge of their own lives? No one. But when he's in charge of our life, it is abundance and freedom and fulfillment and all these things. Yes, pain and suffering comes along with this journey. But even the pain and suffering we consider pure joy because it teaches us lessons on how to live this life. And not only how for us to live, but to show others how to live. That is what 2022 has to be about for us. 
It should be about embodying what it means to be a Christian, embodying what it means to be a disciple, pushing ourselves to be superhuman disciples so that we can be examples and blazing lights to others in a time that darkness appears to be winning to everyone. That has to be our New Year's resolutions, our goals, our dreams, and our aspirations as people who truly follow Jesus. So let's go do it. 2022, here it is.